halfway there. You either got less hair or more coming out everywhere. Getting more deaf, worrying about death. All the tires you got are spare. Unexplained coffin while choosing your coffin. Getting some laughs in and choking on taffy. Squeaking more than a dolphin. Rolling at the kids, soiling undies with skids. Wondering if we fucked it up, can we still make the mic drop? Genexing, texting, vexing, exiting. But not yet, not yet. We're just halfway there. Halfway there. Hi, I'm Kim Gaynor. Hi, I'm Jenny Tare. Hi, I'm Camilo Fantasia, and this is Halfway There, a podcast about the new middle age, baby. We were just talking about babies. We were talking about Alec Baldwin's baby, uh, seventh baby with 7,000. Hil- Hilaria. Hilaria mm-hmm. Baldwin. Uh, como dice uh, cucumber, cucumber, baby? I think maybe she's saying, uh, como se dice, ibelico cord. Many, many ibelico cordi. Hello, my name is Hilaria. I am steeped in the culture of Spain. I will say that she has. Oh, flamenco. Yeah, she has a better body pregnant than I think I've ever had in my entire life. You do like naked pregnant pictures or something she does like she's like always has like three children in one arm and like a giant bump and then she's doing like crow's pose um she's one of those people she's obviously having a makeup team coming like swooping down on her as soon as the baby pops out because i saw hospital photo and i'm like you can't you can't look that good after giving birth right yeah are we she, happy? but Gwyneth in that article? Oh yeah, we're gonna tell you in the spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but we are. We'll we're, get, we're gonna we're gonna get there. About, but I, I agree. The topic of celebrities being like, well, I'm just being me, natural. I think is an interesting. Uh, oh, they're like cover, candid shots on that Instagram I'm gonna, that I'm gonna cover, uh, and that we're all gonna discuss in a little bit. You know whose Instagram actually it would be really interesting to do a dive into like the other Instagram I find alternately like weird and just like sweet and then also disturbing is Paulina Portskova. Oh yeah. Is that really she, with her emotions? Yes, she's very it, it, it's such a fine line between kind of radical honesty and just deranged narcissism. Can you provide an, <laughs> really, an ignorant, an ignorant person? Okay, Paulina Portskova was a super, she was a supermodel from the eighties. Beautiful, beautiful. Oh. Um, and uh, she got married to the lead singer of the cars, Rick Ocasek, mm-hmm. who looked like a match, like a human match. <laughs> he was so like, scared. he looked huh? like hell warmed over. He he looked truly like a walking matchstick. I mean, I don't know how to explain it any other way. But I, I, feel, I feel like that marriage. rock and roll, that rock and roll vibe takes people a lot. I guess it must be. I mean, it's just he yeah. does all the work for you. Personified. That's what he looked like. like he what? looked like what? Heroin personified. <laughs> <laughs> We're finding all sorts of ways of making this man sound as unattractive as possible. Um, but they got, they were married for a long time. And then right, 
I think they were married for something like 30 years. They had two sons, I believe. And they got divorced. Um, and I think within like three years, he died. And he completely cut her out of the will. Oh. Even though they had apparently a, a fairly friendly divorce or separation. And she was, she's been very candid about how devastating that's been. And I think she sued for some control of his estate. And, um, and subsequently her Instagram is this very often raw kind of like, you know, her doing crying jags and I don't know, Kim, what do you think of it? I really go, I, I, it's, um, I mean, I do think it's very open and vulnerable, but it is also like I'm holding the camera in my face while I cry for you. I mean, yeah. you can't help but think the self-consciousness and the display is a, is a little weird. It is, yeah. I, I am upset, devastated, hurt, insert adjective, that you did not watch the video about the woman who did not get her candles at Bath and Body Works that I linked you a this couple days ago. Peak internet, I I- yeah. Who, yes, peak internet. And I will put that in the show notes because maybe our listeners are more keen on viewing the content, the quality content that I source and share, only the best. It's the zeitgeist only- of Twitter. Kind of like a farm. I'm the farm to table restaurant of internet, internet shit but when, you're, you're when she's wiping know. away tears because she's so devastated at the manager telling her she had the candles and then didn't actually it's it's kind of reminding me of what you're talking about kim how was that again the crying on camera oh the oh, performative geez. the performative like uh, uh, emotional display of pain or whatever we do have to maybe a side note, side note, side note to the side note. I do think there is something to at least the videos that we see that become viral and that become shared. The Karens are often just smack dab in middle age. Is that not the case? And what is that about? Is mm-hmm. there something about middle age that makes you a really annoying, whiny, entitled, angry at the help sort of person. I'm just putting that out that. Yeah, there. I think I think it ties into the sure, article yeah. we're going to talk about a little bit later. And it it might tie into the issues of anxiety and depression and sort of seeking meaning. I don't know. But, but yeah, I agree. Although there's also a very millennial strain of that. So I, I this particular woman who's felt like she had to record a 11 minute video about not getting her candles is definitely not our generation. She's definitely 30 something. Oh. I mean, do you think that people, that, uh, okay. I have like a very academic kind of theory, like that people feel more less and less control over their lives. And especially when it comes to consumer products or like being angry at a Starbucks barista or not having the right candles at Bed Bath and Beyond or whatever that like people feel less and less control over their lives and that that corporate and unseen forces control theirs and the only means of kind of of control that they do have or agency is to erupt in rage at like you know customer service 
reps or make videos kind of raging against the wrongs that they've endured because a candle wasn't there or Amazon fucked up their packages. Like, you know, I mean, some part of it speaks to like loneliness, doesn't it? At the heart of modernity. I don't think it's the loneliness. I think it's the emptiness of meaning in life. Like she probably just has a very uninteresting job. And sort of she's built her persona around these materialistic pursuits. But hasn't everybody to a degree? I think to, I think some people, uh, I've come across wow. people in my wow. life. <laughs> wait, like I've come across people in my life who complain that their apartments aren't as big as the last apartment they had. Um, <laughs> <Ow>. <laughs> no, no, but I've come, across, I've come across people in my life that are really sort of they really are genuinely not like you kim they're genuinely uh, so hitch, angry hitch their their cart what is it is what's the expression it's their wagon it's their wagon thank you to their economic success and how much stuff they have and how much they can display and ostentatiously so i do think there are people like that and a lot of the ones that i've met are a little bit they're younger than me Oh, that are like really into keeping up with the Joneses, like mm-hmm. kind of yeah. displaying their yeah their success or their wealth or whatever. And more millennial than Gen X. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, certainly you can't make a blanket. Uh, obviously, every generation has those people. But, but I say the millennials are hurtling towards middle age. The old. Good the God. Old- we're all we're going to be in walkers soon. Yeah. <laughs> what were we even talking about? Karen's and and yeah. internet. Do you remember when Chrissy Teigen? Okay, I have one quick, quick, quick <laughs> to link it again. It was when she did that thing about her miscarriage, and they put all the pictures up, and it was I like read something about it. But basically, she had said previously that she had a miscarriage, and then in light of the Roe v. Wade. Um, decision she spoke up and said no actually it wasn't a miscarriage it was a medical abortion but I, I don't oh know. really yeah yeah okay so she they when it happened they put like the pictures of them like crying over the, mm-hmm. the baby and it was very very like very invasive I mean it was very it was like her umbilical you know just them in the hospital yeah with with what seemed like a professional photographer and it was very strange i remember thinking like again it was one of those there's a fine line between raw candor and like unhinged narcissism i that's the only way i can describe it there's a there's a podcast that i will shout out called fantai uh which is about people that are very sort of ethically or morally ambiguous, like celebrities specifically, that you're mm. like, I really like this part of them, but then there's a very problematic aspects to them. Yeah. Uh, Fanti, uh, very popular mm-hmm. podcast. Uh, you're welcome on our show anytime. <laughs> but, but I think that she's that kind of person, right? It's like, yeah. What do we like you? Do we, you know, are we. Uh, disturbed by you both like what because you know she had her whole bullying bullied that yeah younger, younger the speaking of people who get married too young that's yeah bullied, right that uh, i don't yeah. know the name but um 
Very interesting. These people it are is. fascinating. Yeah, there's there seems to be a lot of those type of people, honestly. Like there's something about the time that we're in that seems to be producing them. It's mm-hmm. a it's a it's it's I don't I don't know what to think. You know, it's yeah. like I can't keep my I, I also am looking at the car accident on the road. So today yeah. I would like to announce that I am donating one million dollars to the Anti-Defamation League, but I'm also joining the Proud Boys. <laughs> right. So yeah. make that a what you will. Just make sure there's a lot of headlines about it. That's all I care about. Yeah, basically that's that's our that's kind of I guess no it, the no no publicity no bad publicity right no publicity uh-huh. is bad yep. publicity bad yeah so okay so we had a brief pause while there was an emergency Kim was trying to power up her devices it was very exciting very the developing world you all miss developing world yes she's she's yeah uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm sorry, you'll, if, if you're a, if you're a Patreon user, w- we might clue you in because it was kind of like the end of Independence Day or of like Armageddon or something. It felt like like those last scenes where you're like, will she make it? Will she not? Like, will she save the universe? That's exactly how I felt. Me too. We were just uh, in the in the interim. We just commented on the hurricane bearing down on Florida. Uh, Ian, Ian, Hurricane Ian. And I will say that Jim's dad's wife, Jim's dad is is no longer with us, but his wife lives in the house that that, uh, Jim's dad lived in. They lived in together. Could you have made that any more awkward that... I, I'm just yeah. trying to it's like it's like one of those weird where you're like it's she's my second cousin three times removed kind of thing where you're like I don't know whatever what do you call it but but Fran um sweet Fran who's oh her this, name is Fran yeah she's in this that was my mom's name oh oh yeah that's, yeah, that's right mm-hmm. she's in she's in this like nice trailer home you know when people think of trailer homes they often think of like Oh God, it's just this decrepit, you know, whatever, but it's a double wide. It's anchored to the ground. It's in really good shape. It's well-decorated inside. It's well-appointed, much bigger kitchen than what you have, Jen. Mm. I mean, oh, yes. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm in an exclusive Looper arts college, so <laughs> never mind the shabby <laughs> chicness, but okay, go ahead. Please but, keep talking about the but, double wide. But Fran is in Lakeland, Florida. In this yeah. kind of nice like retirement community with 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 mobile homes, and she decided to not go to her daughter's actual house to be protected, more protected from the hurricane, and to stay because her meds are and you know her things that she's comfortable with are around. And the hurricane is barreling. This I don't know if it's still Category Five or if it's downgraded now, but it's barreling directly toward her mobile home park and it's already been so destructive and this is fascinating to me like her attitude is if i go i go like that's god's will she's really how old is she this is interesting at what age do we just stop giving a fuck she's 80 i want to say 86 but that oh yeah oh yeah oh of course well then of course she is it's just like my dad he was like, they tell me I should get a colonoscopy, but they're also like, well, but you're also 81. So, yeah, you know, 
you don't actually have to because you're old and old age might kill you first be before anything else yeah but the queen of england lived till like 96 exactly i do not agree with this i do not agree with it i think it's like a shitty way to fucking like it's poor planning because what if you live 25 more years it happens you know speaking of which i went to the doctor last week for the first time in three years i still have to get my blood test for you jen Give us all your results. We want. Well, no, I I still have to get a blood test and a mammogram, and I have to go to the dermatologist. Like I'm getting the works, and then I'm getting nine fillings. Like I'm actually going to be, yeah, in my teeth. It's so horrible. I'm I'm literally going to be like so. I'm going to be poor, but maybe healthy. I don't know. You're going to be a cyborg. Um, It's so exciting. I'm going to be full of metal (laughs) in my mouth. Uh, metal in my mouth and nothing, literally nothing in my wallet. Jen, you okay, have, you've been in the dentist in so long that you don't know that it's no longer metal. I mean, I, that's, I know it's, it's been listen, so Jen, forget about cryptocurrency. What you want is gold grills. <laughs> I do Get all those feel, fillings and 24 carats. I will. I'll be like, somebody will take it out of my mouth on the New York subway. It'll all be like, no, that's my equity. Um, So I, but they told me to get a colonoscopy and I was like, okay, what is that going to entail? And she's like, well, you basically have to take laxatives for the entire day Mm -hmm. before you get it done. And I was like, no, I will not be doing that. Um, yeah, well, wait, then you she have said, to. okay, okay, wait, 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 you two. So there's one of two things you can do. You can either go the laxative route, which is appealing because you'll probably lose some weight, okay? Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So I might do it, but the other thing is that they can send you a little, I guess, jar, and you, poop, <sighs> you put a little poopy into it, oh. and then you put, you put it back in the mail to them and they can analyze your stool to see if you need a colonoscopy. I've heard about this. Yeah. I've heard about it. My doctor said the same thing. Isn't it fun to think of putting your poop in the mail? My boss used to always give me this little package and it was going to his doctor. And I like, I knew it was his surmise through some like detective work. Not detective work because I had he never gave me the right information and blah blah blah. But then I realized, yeah, this is probably what that is. Sorry guys, um, but I took my poop to the doctor in my thirties, early thirties. You wow. have to keep taking it to the doctor, though. You have no, to take your poop no, to the doctor. No, I, I had to scoop it out of the toilet and put it. Yeah, in that is so container. gross. Okay, okay bye. no one I'm is going to listen you know- to this podcast. No, they halfway need- to poop there. They Camilo, need to know. You Everybody know, needs to know. You Our younger listeners need to know that. No, they it don't. Can happen they to you if you get an intestinal get parasite. It might happen to you where you have to do Bye. that. <laughs> I cannot believe you had to say that. It's not anyway, a middle age. Please cut thing. it out. Cut it out. Do you guys think that I should have done the laxative colonoscopy route? Apparently, we're supposed to because you. I don't know if they catch the polyps. If you yeah, that's that. the whole thing. You gotta catch them all. It's like Pokemon: catch all the polyps, catch them all. Yeah, 
I, I have you guys done it yet? Either mm-hmm. of you? I'm going. No. I have. I have on my to-do list to schedule. Well, you're older than me, Camilo. Yeah, so it, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like it's I literally for like you. Six yeah, you're hours. older than me too, Camilo. Yeah. So, uh, so you're going, Camilo. You're the oldest, so of course you'd be the first to do it. I'll be the pioneer, and I'm not going to be the wishy-washy one of all three of us. Like, well, she I was trust like science. It's... I trust, and frankly, I want to see a video of what's going on up in my intestine. That sounds really freaking exciting. It sounds great. Got it. I you mean, sound like Jeffrey Dahmer. They're going to send that little camera up there, and I'm going to be like, ooh, look at this, like, cool, like, I don't know. It's like a passage to Stop it. the other Stop. world. But- Stop. No more. Kim, have you no. done it? No, I haven't. Yeah, okay, that's, then why that's are the you problem. two, like, Jen, you have to do it. Like, talking is. Because as- the doctor told you. Doctor she- hasn't told me yet. She suggested it. She wasn't like, you absolutely have to do yeah. it. Um, okay, but if you put it off, how long are you going to put it off? Because Jen, she said, also know you. She said the poop test is good for two years. If like they analyze your poop. And they want to know. Have... They want to know if there's like any history of colon cancer in your family. You know, that's that. Yeah, no, I, I have. This is what I have. I have the breast cancers because they're constantly lopping off breasts in my family. Yeah, and yeah, breast cancer. That's the main yeah, thing. Yeah, but you so any cancer, you gotta get that. You gotta get that anus investigated, Kim. Like, oh, I Marie, do you think gotta, that there is? I have a question I, for you guys. Do you think that there's anyone I, I in the history with an agile tongue? I mean, yeah! by a we're gonna have no listeners all of the children our listeners are multiplying it's true okay i have a question do you think that there's anyone in the history of the world who's gone to a doctor's office and they're like tell me about illnesses in their family and they're like i don't have any like does every, like every family must have cancer in I it. I think it's rare. I think it's rare. So it is kind of interesting because they position it as well. If you have this in your family, it's like uh, who Americans doesn't bitch? are are riddled with cancers and heart disease, and we know this. You tell us the statistics every year. Um, so it is kind of weird the way it's positioned as like make sure your family doesn't have this when of course chances are odds are you do because you're freaking an americans like well but i would like to know anyone who doesn't do you think that there are nationalities where there is no cancer yes there are and there have been studies about this in okinawa and different in, in the in the mediterranean that's why they always hype the mediterranean diet there's there's uh, populations of people there and they eat fish and they live right. off the land and there's wine and they live to all live to a hundred plus in Okinawa. They all live to a hundred plus in Japan in general, the, the, uh, the age, the, the death expectancy, what do we call it? Uh, life expectancy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glass half empty. The death the expectancy. Death expectancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But yes. They, they do studies about this, Jen. But everybody will get cancer eventually, but you can just push it off. It depends on your genes. Who and says your, who? 
I'm sorry, I challenge the medical. Statement. No, the medical establishment says that every man, uh, maybe women, well, women are superior. We know that, but oh, they every man will get no, they will get prostate. Prostate, prostate prostate cancer yeah. when it comes. Who knows? But it will happen. It's going to happen. Like apparently, it's just a thing. Well, what 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 like poor design is that? Like I, it's Kim, we're not designed to live this up. long. We're not designed to live I, this long. We've, we we are we are literally defying nature. I I feel wow. like this is a very strange thing coming from you, who is sure and planning on living to at least a hundred and fifty, or I think you said four hundred. Nine nine hundred, Kim. Okay, there. Because, sorry, because I believe in defying nature. I believe in defying nature, and I want to defy it. But with technology. So, yes, hmm. but, but nature dictates that at some point the human body, if nature has its way, does create cancer. OK, Jen. Yeah, we might have we might have visited this before, but like I also I was I have to move and it's very stressful, especially when you're moving in a different country and you don't want to move. You yeah. guys, we never did the whole like um, podcast listener can stay here in my state, but it is beautiful. So moving <laughs> to this other place. Kim has a spare it, bedroom. I, I do. I still have a spare bedroom. I do feel like like a young, rich, professional person that had to downsize after the kids went to college and I became on a fixed income. But one thing the lady that was showing me the place told me is this place is known for people living past 100. This street, we don't know if it's the water, we don't know if it's the air, the proximity to the ocean. People live to 100 plus. Jen? That's cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah, so I'm moving there. Can you imagine Um, a New York realtor telling I know you. Oh my god! Full of fucking shit. (laughs) So full. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. And you. Or people would be like bidding. People would be bidding on it. People would be like knocking each other out to get the apartment. (laughs) No, come on. Yeah, let me tell you. Jen, how old do you want to live? Do you, if you could, I mean, is does one hundred sound good to you? No, so I don't sunken. know. I mean, she's so sunken in, into her chair. I know. It seems like she's aiming for 52. Oh my God, this that's cool. so rude, Camilo. If I die, that's going to ring in this exactly. podcast. And you're going to feel really weird about that because I don't know what the results of my blood test and my mammogram and my butt test are yet. So just watch your words. Um, I, I don't know. I mean... Jen, give me a number. Come on. In good health. Like, give me a number. I guess in my, I mean, I don't know. I, I like, I remember Think right about before, it. Like in my 80s, I guess. I mean, it depends. What? Do I have all my, my marbles? Are in their 80s. Are you wishing their death right now? Is that what's No, happening? absolutely not. <laughs> it is absolutely not. I need to know. I, I need to know if I have all my marbles. Like, I, do yeah, I, am I in good health? Yes. You've got your faculties as much as you ever did, Jen. And then, and how old? Gosh, 90. That's okay. That's fine. 90. I feel like a lot of old people are like, I'm ready to go. I think those people are really interesting. Those people who are like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm ready to, 
the, the kind of people that drink like whiskey and just eat potato chips every day, like they hit 75 and they're like, this is what I'm eating until I die. And then you talk to them and they're like, I'd like God to take me now. Yeah, because they didn't expect to make it on that diet. And they're like 95. Like, what the fuck? I thought the cigarettes yeah. and the potato chips and, and the hookers would have done me in by now. But they yeah. haven't. What the you fuck t- am I still doing here? You definitely hear people who are like, oh, yeah, my aunt, whenever I go and see her, anytime I, I talk to her, she's like, why won't I die? like, why won't he take me? I'm ready to go. Oh, no. And it's like, oh, yes. auntie, look at these beautiful flowers. I don't care about flowers anymore. Oh. I'm just wanting to go. And you're like, okay. well, let's put on let's put on this cocoon. Let's watch a movie. Okay. Cocoon? But when, when can I leave now? I mean, what a I feel like this, you want to live longer. This is, a, this is a perfect segue uh, into today's topic. I cocoon children who are listening cocoon was an old people movie of the kind they don't make anymore. It's true. And every <laughs> one of the actors was like younger than we are now, which is totally <laughs> Oh, <horrifying>. no! <laughs> yeah. In the retirement home? Yeah. If you look at their ages, they're like 45. <laughs> like, it's crazy. Oh. Uh. This is a song for a random feature. What's it about? Whatever we feel like might remind you of your middle school teacher with info that's useful. Uh, nah, psych. All right, are we ready to talk about middle age? Always, yes. Let's do it. Oh my god, yes. Mm. All right, so Mr. Peter Coy, which what a name that is, right? I love that. It is. It's Koi, like Koi it's farm. like a it's like a penis that won't show itself right away. <laughs> exactly, that's exactly what I thought. Koi um, uh, <laughs> boy, Koi <laughs> yeah. boy. He he sort of uh, he looked into this recent study that was done about midlife crises and whether it was just kind of a pop culture trope, I guess, or whether it's a real thing that happens in society and. And it was determined that it really is. It it is something that goes beyond the jokes. And he says, in pop culture, the midlife crisis is fodder for comedy, personified by the 40-something guy who suddenly hankers to skydive or buy a convertible. But actually, there's a much darker side to all this. There is, in our age bracket, from 44 to mid-50s, there is a higher um, degree of depression, anxiety, even suicidal ideation, Mm. uh, alcoholism, just all of the sort of these negative things. And, but what's really fascinating about this study is that it, it, it it was true across all class. So in particular, even with people who have been successful and who, you know, don't necessarily have any, real challenges in life. I think this is easily explainable. Sorry to interject. Yes, I read the article and yep. I thought this is very easily sort of broken down. Okay, let's hear it. Well, I mean, 
And then the second, a second later, the article did briefly address it by saying something, um, paraphrasing, well, this is when people um, contemplate their mor- mortality. And that's mm-hmm. 100% what it's about. When you realize that you have more life behind you than ahead of you, it starts to become a little bit of, pe- of a panic. Oh. Mm-hmm. And I think that's exactly 100% what it's about. Hmm. And, and whether you're successful, and that means that you've hit, hit the peak because the article also talks about why should these people be depressed? Why should they ha- be having a crisis? They're at the peak of their earning power. They're the, you know, statistically speaking, most of them have not experienced a major disease. Well, it's the fact that you realize that that's all maybe going to change as you hit a big, steep decline into oblivion. It, it could be depressing. Counter argument. Yeah. Counter argument, hmm. Kim. According okay. to the article. So okay. apparently other primates also display depressive, anxious behavior around the midpoint of their lives or their mid-late midpoint. So some experts believe that it may not have anything to do with sort of our psychological state of mind and our ability to project forward about our mortality. But it's just sort of, uh, I don't know. But that's assuming a lot about the primates, but assuming that they're not able to project forward about their mortality. Yes, absolutely. Agreed. Mm -hmm. Which actually says a lot about them and how much we underestimate, I think. Yes, yeah, yeah. Maybe they can project forward about their mortality. Yeah, they're like, I've wandered around this zoo for 30 years, and now what's And next? what does it all mean? Yeah. Not jack shit. Yeah. Okay. But this was, what I love about this study is that it, it's not, a, it's not one of those like, well, we're not sure, uh, 500,000 subjects uh, in, in this study. So this is not... Wow. A uh, we we grab sort of the the statistical like a thousand two two hundred and three or whatever. It's a very thorough. But we should point out because the the article does, I think it's important that these are all. Yes, we have determined this happens universally, uh, uh, rich and poor people. But the focus of the study was in rich nations. Oh, mm-hmm. it was it was only in rich nations, although they did include all income levels within those. Yes. Nations. In those rich nations. Yes. But they yes. didn't go to like Botswana. Right. And yeah. ask people yeah. what the fuck, you know, Which do you think that they have midlife crises in um, poor country? I mean, do you think that's do you think it's a kind of like facet of we don't know because it's not studied. I mean, my I I have theories and I think, yes, I think we're all very similar, regardless of our backgrounds and race and and um, socioeconomic, um, you know, circumstances. Yes, we all at some point have to contemplate the end and what the fucking meaning of life is. And maybe you don't have all sorts of time to sit around and do that when you're, you know, just scraping by for like something to put in your mouth to eat, but we're still human and we all still strive for things. And we all still, I do think that we, 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 we care and 
we want to we want to solve these like big questions, whether you're rich or poor. So, yes, I do right. think so. So you think that universally, pretty much everybody has a point in their life in which they have a kind of crisis of existence. Well, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. If so. it's like, what do you what do you say, Camilo? we're experts so we can def- definitively when we, well okay. this is an educational podcast yeah well I, let's absolutely. take it to ourselves do you think you've had a midlife crisis yet um, i don't know see that's that's a really good question i feel like oh maybe, my god camilo's actually fucking tongue-tied no i'm not wow i'm just wondering whether i'm so eloquent and so ready with <laughs> oh god quip please but, but i feel like in a way, COVID sort of forced a, mid, a reckoning for mm-hmm. us, our generation, right? Okay. So it, I didn't go out and buy anything because, like, a, I couldn't afford it. I couldn't. I didn't run out and buy a you know Corvette or whatever. Oh God, that was the worst. At least buy like a fucking yeah. Beamer. Yeah. Yeah, be classy and buy a Benz. But I don't, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I was for many years. I was in in an organization whose values I didn't share. Mm-hmm. It, working and what organization uh, but I, but would I, that be? But I remained. Uh, let's leave it unnamed. It's a okay. future uh, book. But <laughs> but um, I am. Um, that's right. I'm working on a book. It, it will probably never see the light of day. But um, that's not true. First, but. I um I just I, I just sort of went along with it and, and I was let go. And mm-hmm. I think that was a huge realization that I'm not essential, I'm not, you know, indispensable in this organization. And it really affected how I viewed my life from now on. So I don't know. I just I what I'm saying is I don't feel like I had the midlife crisis. I feel like it was almost forced upon me. Uh, then I, I had agree. to reevaluate. Um, I, I have like, I feel like maybe it's similar. I feel like if you were to write down the facts on a piece of paper, I would be the the just textbook case for a, a midlife crisis. Mm. In my 40s, I became a burlesque dancer. I started <laughs> like stripping at night, um, like with 20 year olds. Um, and then Ada is dating people so much younger than me, still doing that. Um, then I moved <laughs> to another country. I Never mean, stop. are you kidding me? Classic midlife crisis. But you know what? I've never, I've never been any different than what I am now. Yeah, so I don't, I know That's how it thing. looks. I agree. But, it's not like, you know, oh my god, it's not like Kim's doing that. That's so out of character. No, none of it. Exactly. None of it was. So, because I feel like that's kind of a hallmark of the mid like crisis, right? Like suddenly somebody like pivots. Yes. Character wise. And you're like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, I would have never thought they would do this. And I don't think either. I think because we come from artistic backgrounds, all of us, it's hard to say because we're always rebellious in a way. Yes. But I mean, I mean, can you argue with those facts on paper to someone that is let's looking like, holy shit, oh my God, midlife crisis and a half. I mean, I don't fucking care, you know, but I do think it's it's interesting. If you've had an actual midlife crisis that like surprised everybody in your life, please be our guest. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. And I want to hear about it. 
Oh, that like changed your life. That would be so awesome. No joke. Is... I'm fascinated. Jen's frozen in an engine. Uh, well, fr- I, I don't know if she's frozen or not for a second. I'm sorry. I think I'm. She's. It's she's... my bad. It's the bad world broadband. Uh-uh. <laughs> Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah now. Sorry. I, I, you, you froze. Do you want to hear something really interesting? That, yeah. Um, which I liked because this bodes well for the children who are on the uh, social medias. It's that envy of others does not affect the midlife crisis, according to the, mm. the stats they had here. But what's what, interesting like, is- Like, how do they know that? What, what, what do you mean? Can you break I, that I, down listen, a little more? Uh, okay. I will admit, I'm like, this article is very thin. I'm going to click through to the- study. It's a thin gruel. Yes. And then I click through to the actual study and I saw wow. 78 pages. Whoa. And you read it. And, wow. read it, and I'm right? like, I love this podcast, but I'm going to scroll down to the conclusion because I know the yeah. conclusion is where <laughs> the good stuff is at. You did not do your research this week. I'm I so did my research. You are supposed Negative to be leading star. this segment. Yes. Yeah. If you want to know more, read Mujik and Oswald 2018 test. It test. Okay. Want to hear more about that. But however, they felt like the notion of unmet aspirations as part of the explanation does, however, have intuitive appeal in our judgment. That's from the. So, so it's a point in your life where like, I expected this from my life, the current point we're in. That yeah. you think I expected this from my life and I didn't achieve it. And that's that's what leads to a lot of this kind of negative mindset. Despair. It's a midlife crisis. Yeah, depression. But you really, and then and then you kind of have to get over that hump and be like, it's fine. Like I, I had a good life. It was- I still did a thing. Yeah. 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 And I feel like we're, I don't know. I feel like we're in, in if not fully in that area, we're moving into it. And I, I feel good about that. Even though we're not 50 yet. Not even close, especially Jane. Um, some of us closer than others. <laughs> yeah, yeah some of us are closer. You, you, you feel like you're moving into the acceptance part of like, this is my life and I'm... I'm... I feel like I'm fully in it. I feel yeah. like I've, I've like moved you're into a it. You're Because remember, betterhelp.com. Uh, uh, <laughs> exactly. I... Help yourself better with betterhelp.com. <laughs> I really hope they're listening uh, to this because... I want to have a nice Christmas. I'm I'm an advanced being whose consciousness sort of develops faster than most other humans. So you've always been so humble. Never change. <laughs> never, never change. Um, um, do we want to linger on this or do we want to talk about Gwyneth's Gwyneth? Oh, yes, yes. To. Uh, She's a nice segue. Middle age. Because Gwyneth, apparently Gwyneth Paltrow is our age. No, no, she's, she's older. 50. She's, she's already 50. Yeah. 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 Sorry. She's your peer. Camilo. Oh, <laughs> she's my elder. All right. Let's get that clear. I, there's, okay. So she did a, an article in Vogue. It's a, the wealth of, con. I, we, we don't have enough time, but I just right. want you to know that Vogue put it this way, in celebration of her 50th birthday, 
Gwyneth Paltrow sat down with Vogue to reflect on this milestone. Oh, God. (laughs) On celebration of your 50th birthday, who are you going to sit down to? (laughs) Obviously, current company. Uh, I'm going to sit down to a cold, dead text thread that I'll, like, revive and be like, hey, guys, um, I know we haven't texted. She's celebrating her 50th by just creating more content out there in the, in the media landscape. Thank, Thank you. Gwyneth. Wait, 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 uh, you guys, I have, I have a handy quote from Gwyneth yeah. um, about her, her photo shoot and the article uh, quote, she said, quote, all I know is they're painting me gold and that I have to be naked. Dot, dot, dot. I feel so good turning 50. And this is about, expressing that sense of energy and optimism that I am experiencing. It's more about the female gaze and just a sense of fun, end quote. That's Gwyneth. Wonderful. Yeah, right? Deep. And Very. Not going at all. I don't think we, we need 50 episodes to analyze this interview. I mean, it's just a lot. But one thing that really jumped out to me is she's like, I smoked in my youth once or twice and realized that that wasn't bitch you were seen smoking throughout the entire oh, yeah, 90s that's a lie, and 2000s right? like every time you were photographed you were smoking a cigarette and then she's and then she's like i experiment with botox once and i hate it myself oh, it. it's just like j-lo and her fucking olive oil bitch please sorry it's like you did Botox once? No, none of us, none of us believe that was the case. But if you did, own it. It's fine. You don't care. Like I would. I mean, I mean, <laughs> if I was Gwyneth Paltrow and, and people were asking me about my fucking vaginal eggs and <laughs> you know every fucking stupid shit that I'm selling on my website. I would be forthcoming. I wouldn't just be like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever she's saying, which seems bogus. So I a agree. Number one, B, when she got her Oscar for Shakespeare in Love, she was in her 20s, right? Yeah, she was a baby. Mm-hmm. But she's yeah. claiming she's claiming her parents were disappointed by the time she was 30 because she was married and had babies. Really? I mean, can you I imagine being so. like, can you imagine her uncle was like Steven Spielberg or something? Oh my um, God, my sob story. You guys, can you identify? I was so young and beautiful and successful and such an early Oscar winner. And then, you know, my parents were just not happy with me. Yeah, and that my was mother, so hard. They were like we, the statuette. It's so cold and golden it's not a it's not a soft pillowy baby that it's we not embrace. a soft pillowy vagina egg that i'll see yeah i mean selling for really hundreds need, of dollars put it in your vagina and charge a thousand dollars for it no well then if only she could have seen her future as like a um high-end qvc um i will say the interview in vogue is brilliant because even though we're making fun of it it is somehow humanizing and it makes her yeah she comes across it okay she's really good with words you just you just have to sort of read it again and be like this is 
not real life for most people. I mean, have you seen the Architectural Digest um, video of her new yes. home? Yes. Has, we had this discussion. Her entire... It's beautiful. It's incredible. It's her entire entire wing of her home that is a, an actual spa with yeah. like marble from Italy. I mean, I did watch that and think this woman's life is l- literally built around classy consumer narcissism. I don't know. I feel like I use that word too much, but she's another one who I find. I, I did watch that. I actually thought that the Vogue interview was okay. You know, when she's like, I earned my wrinkles and I was kind of yeah. fucked up in my forties and I got divorced and it was like, okay, you know, she's, she seems like fairly human. And then you watch that, that a couple of videos on YouTube with her and you're just like this. Yeah. This woman lives a completely weird sort of Louis the 14th style life, but with more relatability. Yeah. yeah. And right. I know we have to wrap up. Let them eat gluten-free cake. It's so true. Right. But like, but then she'd be like, uh, what are your pronouns? I really want to, I really want to respect you. Like she's, she's the perfect kind of um, Amer- American elite in a way. Yeah. And like, which, which makes it perfect that she says she was lucky enough to interview Oprah. Lucky. Of course, these people are in- interviewing each other. What, do, what what are you talking about? Also not to and, acknowledge that you are the benefit beneficiary in some kind of humanizing way anyway, of like intense nepotism. Your father yes. was a and major. Well, and yes. A major producer. Your mother was a like a Tony Award winning actress. I mean, good for them. But you have to acknowledge that you have the life that you have partly because you and you inherited it. Absolutely. That is I mean, it's such a, you know, underutilized point of discussion when you start breaking that down. Yeah. With just all the people you know who are working in Hollywood, it becomes so clear. I mean, we obviously know this because we yeah. came up in New York and, you know, I'm I can point to people who kind of started at the same point as me, but they they had parents that were like, you will not work. You will just go to classes all day, auditions yeah. all day. I'll pay your rent for the next however long it takes. And Oh, and they make it, you know. Yeah, I mean, Kim, imagine I'm that. excited for names when we're on Turbo. Oh, names, God, names, I, names. I mean, Gwyneth you know Paltrow would be like turbocharge that. I mean, she was born into like basically Hollywood royalty. Absolutely. And I wish that there was a little more acknowledgement that that um, that's very much how she got her lifestyle. I don't know. That's kind of that would be my only critique of it, really. I mean, at this point, she's such a punching bag. I do see why people get annoyed by her, though. She is but not annoying. To the of like, but but she's human, hatred. and I I do yeah. I think I think it's great to humanize her. And I and as I said to you guys when I was sent this, I can't remember which one of you sent this, but Camilla. I don't think there's anything. Okay, Camila, I I don't <laughs> think there's anything wrong with saying it was Camilo, not me. Oh, not, no, because, not me. Because Camila's follow, got a Google alert for vaginal eggs, and whenever I, it comes up, Gwyneth, anything Gwyneth Paltrow says is gospel to me. So you know, you know I don't I think mean, there's. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying I'm I'm 50 and I've earned these wrinkles. I think that's yeah, a, quite think a that's, nice sentiment. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Mean, right? She should be like, yeah. I smoked for like 20 years. So yeah, I should have these wrinkles. I earned these wrinkles yeah. by yeah. doing something. Why, like why aren't they around my mouth where they should be? I don't know. Mystery. Who knows? Um, Maybe she didn't give enough BJs. Anyway, yeah. on that note, I've got, sorry, you just said, you set it up for me. Listen, <laughs> I have to go on that note because I have to teach the children. All right. Teach I'm the teaching children. Teaching the children. Are so you I'm doing in a, like a voguing class? This is sounding very gay culture. The children <laughs> have to know. Yes, how, exactly. I am there. I am there, like um, den mother, their drag mother. Oh yeah. So I wish. Um, awesome drag but mother. I have to go, so I'm oh, going to let God. you guys sign we didn't off. We talk about celebrity drag race and what a disaster it is. Oh, I don't watch it, but I wish I did. Uh, I love you guys. Okay, I'll see you next time. Remind me next week, Celebrity Drag Race. Bye, Jen. Bye, Yemi. Bye, Yemi. Camilo, we still have to close this podcast out, even though Jen dropped us like a hot potato. Absolutely. Like these like insolent college kids that she's continually railing about. Exactly. And priority over us. Yeah. Yeah. Unacceptable. Should we fire her? what What did the bylaws say? Should I tweet a firing? Like, should I Donald Trump her? It could be cool if we get lots of viral action from it. It could be. I saw a headline today that said, Donald Trump almost fired Jared Nivanka via tweet. I'm like, I'm not going <laughs> to I'm not going to read What a dumb headline. I'm not going to read this. Please Uh, don't read this. But it was so difficult for me not to read it. It was so You wanted to so bad. I wanted to click on it so badly. And I'm like, do not. (laughs) Incredible. So we will need to tell our listeners where to find us on the socials. Camilo, Mm -hmm. why don't you tell them? At halfway there, the podcast. Yeah. At halfway, as Ilaria uh, Baldwin would say, at halfway there. You're just going to confuse them. I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. Do not do it as Hilaria, though, because she's so halfway there, the the podcast. I'm trying to. I'm going to Spain in a, in a couple of weeks. So I'm trying to. You know, I know. So get you're going to have to learn how to yeah. say cucumber um, with a Spanish accent. Hello, you do not have a cucumber on the tapa? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, listeners, we really appreciate you. Yeah. And Please, you've... if you enjoyed this, episode which was fucking stellar if i yes i agree i i'm sorry but um <laughs> stellar meaning five stars uh leave five, five stars, stars on apple podcast and leave a leave a review while you're there it it can be like two words or one amazing pithy yeah incredible like- not pithy it was not pithy no, no, no. I mean, the oh. the review can be pithy. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Don't leave the yes. word pithy because we're not. If, if, if we're No, no, no. But... Not a good review word. <laughs> if you're going to only leave one, don't let it be pithy. I've been working on like a um, writing project for yeah. for a few weeks. And I've got all the adjectives for you. I mean, I've got spellbinding, magical, <laughs> dazzling, 
um, unforgettable memory. I love dazzling. It, it's just, yes. Haunting. Well, haunt. Well, <laughs> I don't know. I love haunting. it when things are haunting. Come okay. on. Haunting. haunting. All right. So haunting, enigmatic, <laughs> mysterious. Um, yeah, just that'll do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll do. Haunting as in I wake up in the middle of the night, like screaming. Thinking about the podcast. Screaming out loud and thinking about your podcast. <laughs> what else we have a patreon you in the reviews we have and... a patreon patreon yes. at have with it a podcast if you donate to our patreon we can improve our sound quality yes we can improve we needed I don't know if we can improve the quality of the podcast itself but no unless we start replacing people but yeah <laughs> that's right which <laughs> Which is not on the docket right now, but <laughs> not yet. But we can get um, we can get you gifts like an awesome keep it perky T-shirt. We can get so takes. Like Kim had to bow out for a few minutes today, and I will tell you, Jen and I had some brilliant outtakes that I'm going to put on the Patreon. <laughs> so yeah, it's lots of good stuff on the Patreon. What else? Keep it perky. Keep it perky, and then Jen has to say it. Perfect. Thank you. This has been Halfway There, but it's also the end. The end of this episode of Halfway There. You get it.